0: Welcome to All The Frogs, the podcast where we dissect the dating scene, covering everything from first dates to heartbreak and all that's in between.
1: We're your hosts, Lee and Jules, and together we have literally met all the frogs out there, making us the most qualified, unqualified pair to share our dating advice. Join
0: us each week as we navigate single life, exploring the highs and lows of dating and chatting about the lessons learned along the way.
1: This is All The Frogs. Let's jump on into the episode. Hey, Lee. Hey, Jules. I just messed up the intro, didn't
0: I? <laughs> yeah, um, apparently this is just a podcast about dating disasters.
1: I think I might have dating disasters on the brain.
0: <laughs> no advice given whatsoever. Look, the advice does come from lessons learnt from disasters, so you weren't too far off.
1: No, true. And we have a doozy of a disaster to tell today. I cannot wait. We haven't caught up for a while and I have some news. Okay. Spill. I went on a date (laughs) and I was contemplating whether or not to actually talk about it on the podcast because we haven't really communicated since. So I don't know if there's a second date. And then imagine you go on a date and then you hear about this podcast. And then all of a sudden someone's talking about your date on a podcast.
0: Yeah. Tell us.
1: So 39, Irish, doctor, Mm -hmm. tall, handsome. We went to a wine bar. We had lots of great chats. It was a really nice date.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. At the end, we got onto some interesting conversation topics. Now, what would you say are like the top three no-go topics on a date?
0: On a date in general or like first few dates?
1: First few dates. Pol- politics. Yep. Exes. Yep. Kinks. <laughs> um, well, I'd say one and a half. We covered one and a half of those topics. So I can't even remember what we were talking about. Somehow we got onto the voice. So the okay. the current, like the vote in parliament. Mm-hmm. So of course there, we took the first box politics. Yeah. And so we were sort of discussing that. It's fine. It's good to have. You know, intelligent discourse. It's about the topic. I'm happy to talk about it. We did have differing views, but that's also fine. And then he goes, Oh, well, if that's your view on that, what do you think about transgender women in women's sport? And I was like, Yeah, we're getting some really heavy topics here. And I said, Oh, you know, I think that maybe, and I I don't want to get into politics on this podcast either, but I gave my opinion, which is, you know, it should be fine as long as it's, fair and if they can find a way to make it fair fine but I, I also expressed that I find it interesting that it's always men that seem to have the biggest problem with this issue mm. because and he was saying yeah but it's all about fairness it's all about fairness and I said but I'm sure there are other things that women in sport in professional sport care about before this like the inequality for pay or marketing space or you know coaching opportunities yes and he was like no no but it's all about fairness so I I mean I think I think there should be some red flags happening here the next thing was quite funny because then I said oh well you know that they've actually banned transgender women from playing in women's chess competitions and he goes well <laughs> and I said stop right there he was obviously about to say but maybe men are better at chess like, I get the physical strength argument, but come on. Oh,
0: no. Well, in some ways, good that he's comfortable broaching these topics on a first date. <laughs> yeah. You obviously created a nice environment and a safe environment for him to feel yes. to do that. I guess better that you know some of these things now, early, like, out the gate. I like, can imagine, like, going on lots of dates and then finding out that he was, like,
1: into Trump or something, like, six months in. Yeah, and I mean, when I think about my ex, he really presented himself as being all about equality he was a bit of a socialist you know obviously had no issue with <laughs> cheating on yeah. people treating people like dirt so I, I don't know what's worth. <laughs> yeah. so anyway it was, it was interesting he was so polite actually that's the other thing I had to tell you oh, nice. he messaged me at like four o'clock we were meeting at 7 30 messaged me at like four o'clock saying just going in now I won't be able to text you but still on track for 7 30 right. you know hopefully I'll be there on time Love it. Love the communication. Mm-hmm. Then he messaged me after to make sure I got home safe. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. So oh. when was the date? Thursday.
0: Okay. And have you spoken since?
1: No. Have you messaged him? No. Well, do <laughs> you want to though? Or you just... um, I don't see. I don't know. That's why I was kind of like, uh, maybe I'll wait and see. And you know how we were saying the other week, women are often more inclined to give dates a second chance. Hmm. Whereas men are kind of like we if we're feeling the same way, he might actually be like, Oh, I can't be bothered. Yeah. With that. But then how like how much do you get to know a person in an hour, two There's hours? Hour. Oh, we we're there for like four hours.
0: <laughs> four hour date, that's pretty good.
1: It was good. They had to kick us
0: out. Did you kiss at the end?
1: No. But he hugged me. Oh. What does that mean?
0: How how close of an embrace was the hug?
1: It was a it was a proper, it was a kiss on the cheek and then a proper hug. hug. Oh. Okay. I feel like he kind of went in for a hug um, when we first met, too. But I just kissed him on the cheek and sat back down. So,
0: (laughs) well, I am proud of you for going on a first date. Thank you. Final question: What app did you meet him on?
1: Um, Hinge. It was Hinge. Okay. Yes. Yes. And who prompted who first? Oh god, you're asking me all the hard questions.
0: We want to know about the apps.
1: I think he. Um, I think he might have prompted me first, but actually. Him and I were messaging when I was in Prague with you.
0: Really? So I
1: think he's a slow burn. Okay. Anyway, either or, I feel good. It was fun. I had a delicious Chardonnay and I'm getting back out there. And funnily enough, that's the theme of today's ep. I was just about to say it's the perfect story for you to share as our opener. (laughs) Today we are
0: talking about getting back into dating. We've gone through knowing when you're ready or what ready means to you. In one of our earlier episodes, we've talked about red flags. Mm-hmm. buntings of them so we know what to look out for when we are dating again and once you do hit the <laughs> dating scene develop your roster <laughs> get busy
1: I'm trying
0: There's all those things that happen on that second third fourth dates from there so we're looking mm-hmm. at beyond that first date
1: we so talk about first, first, dates first dates enough with date. all the disasters <laughs> we're constantly telling
0: <laughs> we have less material on the second third and fourth
1: yeah, but there are quite a few challenges that may seem small until you're experiencing them, right?
0: Yeah. So I've been back out and dating. You have? Yes, I have, and it's been a different landscape that's out there. And I think I shared with you, with you, our listeners, <laughs> with literally <laughs> everybody, <laughs> literally everybody, <laughs> the approach that I was have been taking to dating and so on, and I've really been going had been going in for that like after work drink vibes that I had a quick out as well yes um so that was working really well that was working really well I went on two dates.
1: (laughs) (laughs) can I also ask because that first date that I talked about weeks and weeks ago when I was saying that um he didn't want to go out with me again I had two and I was driving so I couldn't have any more and so then I was like okay now I'm gonna go but his reaction kind of made me feel like I shouldn't have done that so early. Did you ever feel like that when you were doing your little after work? No.
0: No, I felt like it was a really smooth transition. And maybe that was a smooth transition because like neither of us fully vibed it. Mm. In the way that mm. did. Didn't they both
1: text you for a second day?
0: No, one texted me for a second day. And the other one messaged me a few nights later at like 11.30 saying, you
1: up and I never responded. <laughs> Wasn't he like late 30s as well? Yeah. 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 Tragic. Oh, Absolute tragic. So <laughs> anyway, so you've been back out there. The couple of wines after work was was working well for you.
0: It was. And then I switched it up just due to literally availability and went on a coffee date, a breakfast
1: slash coffee date. So no alcohol.
0: And it went pretty well. And so it's continued from there.
1: Yeah. And you guys have now been seeing each other for a little while.
0: Yes. For a little so while. So you
1: can share some of your experiences. It's- because mine are a bit older and that's perfectly okay
0: yeah so I've been seeing this guy now for over the three month mark magic holy yeah we uh, haven't had the conversation yet which is the whole other thing that we'll get to so I'm not really sure what I'd call him but let's just call him mystery man the guy
1: (laughs) the guy sexy bum I'm sorry, I haven't even met him. I don't know what he's. like. Are you taking
0: inspiration from the images behind me? He does have a sexy bum, so that's okay. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah, of course. So we actually dated sober. Uh, neither of us are really big drinkers, so we just really went into that and haven't had really any drinks together the whole time. So that also meant that first kiss, as awkward as they are under normal circumstances, <laughs> So super awkward. Well, I just want to th- like remind everybody that I'm five foot tall. So anytime I'm kissing anybody, it's super awkward because I'm on my tippy toes usually. And if I'm not, then I'm, I am probably don't want to kiss them. Like let's be honest, <laughs> I love a tall man. I was really nervous about this. You know, we've gone on our second date, and it felt like the kiss would come, but it didn't. And I was hadn't had like a courage buster wine to help relax into it and just boost the confidence mm-hmm. a little bit. And neither had he neither had he. So we ended up on this, we went out for dinner and then we went for like a two hour plus walk after dinner. It got to the point where it's like, this date has gone on for like over four hours. Like we a have to go home. It's like a week night and a school night. We've got life to get to, but also, are you going to kiss me? I'm like, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. I feel so nervous. So I just went, are you going to kiss me already?
1: <laughs> are you going to kiss me? And how did he react? It kissed me, it was great. You didn't say anything, you just went for it. You just went for it.
0: It was awkward getting to that moment and the build up of that. But don't you find like when you kiss someone new, you have to like work out what side of your head is your head gonna go on? If you've been for dinner, is your breath fresh?
1: Like, oh, the breath fit. Oh,
0: or if you've had red wine and you've got that like raw tannins, did you deliberately
1: pick foods that wouldn't make your breath smelly?
0: Oh, we had an
1: and
0: no, like. Picking food is really challenging for me because I'm like allergic to the world. So went for that as the first criteria, not expecting a kiss on the second day, open to it if it was to come. But I mean, after you spent four hours with someone, like you, you're not giving up four hours of your time unless like you're into yeah. the person. So was definitely ready for the kiss. I had a few strategic mints on the walk. <laughs> I remember that thinking, oh, the moment's going to come. The moment's going to come. And it didn't come.
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you were both extending the walk out. Like if you're going for an after dinner walk that's over two hours in, I assume you were like around Windsor area where all the nice restaurants are. No, we're
0: in Carlton. We walked through Carlton Gardens.
1: Oh, like, beautiful.
0: Beautiful, but also like don't recommend it necessarily to everybody unless you're really comfortable. Because if you're walking with someone that you've literally just met only one time before, Carlton Gardens,
1: a bit creepy. Very dark. Yeah, yeah very dark. Okay. That's actually a good tip. Safety is key, guys. But we never once doubted you, sexy bum. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, um, you don't even, I forgot this when I said it, but you don't even eat onion and garlic. So So
0: you actually don't
1: really have anything to worry about.
0: No, but it was just the the dry mouth, the awkwardness of that first kiss. So, and the tippy toes and all of that. It was, yeah, first kisses can be interesting. And then like, do they kiss with their tongue aggressively or not? Are they even sticking their tongue in? What sort of kiss are you going for here? Or are they like really wet and slobbery?
1: I think you've got to go in for just an initial light one, just Mm -hmm. to kind of gauge where everybody's at. And then you can go in for more if you're like, well, that was hot. Let's like yep. keep going here. Yeah, And also I think it's funny because for me, for example, a lot of guys that I date are kind of close to my height where usually it feels kind of face-to-face. Whereas You're never having that natural face-to-face. Never.
0: It's super <laughs> awkward. They're going to like lean down over you and you're like, which side are you going like where, <laughs> where where are these angles what?
1: have you talked to him about this
0: no but like often like when we'll kiss now and we'll be having like having a kiss or a cuddle and then we're like oh I forget that you're on your tippy toes I'm like yeah like the whole time
1: <laughs> and you had feet problems for a while there yes
0: yeah, so I've got really good calves
1: <laughs> okay so the kissing first what was the next awkward moment that you had in your journey.
0: Yeah. So obviously things progress from there to the point that we are seeing each other and we've crossed the three month mark, but there are all these little firsts and little awkward things that you navigate when you are seeing each other. And I can remember one of the nights I was there, he'd said, oh, will you stay the night? And I was like, no, I'm not staying the night. And he was like, why not? And I'm like, because I don't have the things that I need to feel comfortable. (laughs) Like who would ever say this? Normal me would never say this, but I was feeling really brave and just (laughs) sure of myself He's like, well, what do you need to feel comfortable? I'm like, I need my face wash. I need fresh clothes to wear to bed and I need my toothbrush and maybe a hairbrush as well would be really nice. (laughs) And if I'm going to wash my face, I probably need some moisturiser to put on afterwards. (laughs) It's like, all right, well, the next time you come over, do you want to bring all of that? And I was like, yeah, sure, but like not tonight. So I'm literally, I'm not staying, like see you later. And I hightailed it out of there. But old me would just be like... Or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, I can't remember ever like bothering with that, but I know now. I mean, I also have a dog to worry about at home, but yeah. I can't imagine just randomly staying over somewhere. I was listening to Life Uncut a while ago, and the girls were talking about when you put your face stuff on and I can imagine they have a heap of really expensive mm-hmm. like face creams and oils and things. They're like, if you think you're going to have sex, do you put them on and then go to bed and have sex? But then it all comes off. Or do you wait thinking that you'll probably have sex and then you have to get out of bed after and do your face again? <laughs> I was listening. I was like, um just just skip it, guys. Yeah, yeah you could <laughs> literally that one night, it. Yeah. But you won't skip it.
0: No, I do. I do just love a fresh I like to be clean when I go to bed. I really clean. It's very important to me. So like those were the things that I needed. So when he stayed at my house, he'd like brought his toothbrush and whatever he needed to bring. And he came another night and was like, oh, I've just bought, I forgot my toothbrush, so I went and bought some. I'm just going to leave one here. And I was like, okay. I'm thinking, oh, that's really cute. I'm just gonna it's gonna <laughs> He's going to leave this toothbrush. it's going to come <moving> back. in. <laughs> the next morning he said something like, oh, my," and i just put my toothbrush on that shelf. And he was like, yeah, I'm glad that you don't read into like, you're so chill you don't read into these, like these things. <laughs> in my mind I was like definitely reading into it, read into it when you said it last night, like already gone there, like you <laughs> some space in the second drawer down. It's
1: all yours. Don't worry. And <laughs> what do you think he thought you were going to read into? I don't know. Like freak out.
0: Yeah. Maybe freak out and be like, Oh, this is full on. But it's like, no, I feel the way I read into It was like, Oh, this is really nice. You're obviously into me because you want to come back. You're leaving your toothbrush here and you feel comfortable enough to do so. So like, yeah, I'm thinking of those things. But it's an awkward first moment. Like I did not have the confidence and I still don't have the confidence to leave a toothbrush or any of my things there. And really? Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Mm. I always well, you have bag. been
1: in Prague. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a bit hard to just pop on over. No, I haven't done it yet. I pack a bag every time.
1: Well, maybe that's the next step. Yeah, if you're listening. But also it's about convenience, right?
0: Yeah. I like all my stuff together. And then I pack up my skincare and it's my little bag and I can just bring it back and forth. It's easy. But I didn't feel like I feel a position that I'm leaving a toothbrush or anything there. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't overthink it.
1: You're not overthinking.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) The other thing you have to navigate when you are staying at someone's house. And we are spending like a lot of time together. Like I will often work from there. Like I'll stay after dinner during a weeknight and I'll work like the morning from there because I work from home most days anyway. That's convenient. It saves me traffic time and whatnot and it's nice to have a different environment to work in. But obviously when you're spending like lots of time together, you've got to take care of life admin and life functions. That
1: happen. <laughs> Emphasis like, on functions. I think, i.e., yeah.
0: you got to fart at some point, and you got to mm. do poop.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you like to be regular too.
0: Oh God, everyone's really going to know about me. When you say like <laughs> we that. can
1: cut it out if you're not comfortable. <laughs> Just say whatever, and then you can you can analyze it.
0: But these are like natural bodily functions that happen. Yeah, and you got to work it out. So. I guess you can quietly like dance around it and work out without saying things when things might happen. So like, for example, at his house, there's a toilet downstairs and there's a toilet upstairs. So if you disappear downstairs, okay, (laughs) it was kind of like the silent code of that's happening. Maybe like that's what needs to happen. In my apartment, it's a one bedroom apartment. And in the bathroom, you literally hear everything that's going on. Mm. And it's stayed a few times and like it hadn't been an issue. And then it got to a point where I think it was like a weekend or something where we were spending like more of the next day together and then he finally goes, all right, so obviously your bathroom is really loud. You can hear everything. How are we going to handle this? This being <laughs> the awkward word that we didn't want to say. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't we just blast some music in the apartment and everyone can sort themselves
1: out? So you go one after the oh. other. All right, your turn. But you don't want to go first because then they walk in no no
0: just secret code is like uh, you should play some music now
1: (laughs) one guy that i dated the year before last i think it was he's pretty old school like that whole idea that women don't shit you know like won't admit that women go to the toilet but his apartment was absolutely filthy and i'm pretty sure he never cleaned his toilet so anyway he had two toilets he had two bathrooms he'd given me the second bathroom when i would go and stay so i could put all my girly stuff everywhere But I would have a shower. And so you turn the shower on. Sorry for all the water warriors out there. You turn the shower on and then you do your business and then you have your shower. And by the time you finish your shower, everything's cleared up. Yeah. The shower blocks the noise. The time lets the smell go. The only thing I was worried about was him walking in to have a sexy shower with me. <laughs>
0: I mean, you mentioned this though, because like going to the, tw- like going to the toilet, tw- everybody does it. <laughs> Mr. Sexy Bum, is that what we called him? I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, that's like, right <laughs> was like, you obviously feel fine about body fluids and body noises and body functions and all of these things. that like, were quite open in those conversations. And I'm like, yeah, but like literally never come into the bathroom when I'm in the bathroom, like even doing away. And I literally never want to see you in the bathroom. And he's like, "Yeah, but everybody, everybody goes to the toilet. It doesn't bother me. Like, if you need to come into the bathroom, I'm like, no, nah, it bothers me. It really bothers Fair me." Fair though, like that's a private moment. Well, a private moment. But you know what's funny? Other guys that I have dated have been the same. They have not cared if they've been witnessed in the bathroom.
1: Well, yeah, when I've been with someone for a really long time, only number ones. Yeah, yeah, like- yeah. Number two is no. Yeah, I don't know. I went out for dinner with some friends on Saturday night and I was telling them about this episode and the sort of stuff we were going to chat about. And one of them who's been married five years, I reckon, Mm -hmm. and has been with her husband for even longer than that, has never farted in front of him. Jules. What the hell? She's never farted in front of her husband. Isn't that crazy?
0: That is crazy. I used to fart in front of my ex and I really don't want to now in this new, I was about to you say relationship, to but we haven't had the conversation. So this new
1: <laughs> ship. Keep the romance alive.
0: Yeah. Maybe one day I will, maybe five years in, who knows, whatever it is. But like, it hasn't worried me in the past, but now I'm a
1: bit more concerned. I'm oh, not concerned.
0: I'm now a bit more conscious about it.
1: Why though? Because I feel like as we get older, we actually get less concerned about that sort of stuff. Like for example, the makeup wearing the makeup to bed. I remember in my twenties, I always wore makeup to bed because I was worried. And you would hear stories about girls getting up before the guy woke up and going in and like fixing their makeup yeah. and brushing their teeth. I tried to do that once I got back into the bed and he goes, did you just brush your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it sprung.
0: <laughs> what happens in morning Morning breath? Are you guys going to kiss each other or not when you got morning breath? Are you going to tell each other if
1: you got bad breath? And do you care or not? I don't think that ever goes away though. For me, it never goes away. I have an issue with morning sex solely because I always (laughs) feel like my breath is smelly.
0: I feel like as a a test in the morning. Like you can have your first morning kiss and then (laughs) like you have to have an honest conversation. Like, do I stink? (laughs) Do you stink? If there's a stink issue... Go brush your teeth, and then like whatever comes next comes next. No pressure, yes. like no pressure for anything. But it's like you got to
1: have that first check in. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> What's worse, them smelling and you having to deal with it, or you smelling and being embarrassed? That oh they no,
0: no, no. I would, I want to know. I wouldn't be embarrassed, but I'd just be like, if I got told my breath smells, you ha- like have to tell me. The other thing that I have been very explicit and open about here in this new ship. I'm calling it a ship because I don't know what it a is. A new ship.
1: <laughs>
0: Your new ship with sexy. A bun. new ship. <laughs> In the new ship, I've had laser hair removal, and so I've had it under my underarms and whatnot. So I don't really shave, but every now and then I will like have a look, and I'll be like, "Oh, there's a few long ones there that I forget about." Like you have to tell me if you ever see any long hairs, or if my mustache is coming back. Mustache. <laughs> I'll be really clear about it. I'm like, I want to know. You have to tell me.
1: Has he has he found any yet?
0: No, not yet. He's just like, yeah, okay, I'll tell you. I'm like, good. (laughs) I'd rather know and not then like the embarrassment of discovering it myself later and being mortified that someone's put up with that.
1: I always find we are really oversharing here. When I go on holidays and I don't know how this happens. Can pubic hair transplant? (laughs) Is that a thing? I
0: don't think it's a thing. Where are you getting pubes and aren't
1: they? No, because before I go on holidays, I'll like fix everything up. Yeah. But I use a razor because I don't I like I love that
0: you're using your hand actions here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: making a V shape she's with my hands. She's landscaping, hand. guys. She's landscaping.
1: I'll do my edging. Mm-hmm. And then I will. I wear my bathing suit on holidays and I'll look down and I'll have like a one-inch hair growing out of my leg.
0: Oh, no, yeah, it's normal.
1: But a bit like up near the groin area, yeah. but not in the groin area. But it's dark and my hair is not dark. But it's
0: holiday surprise. I have <laughs> one that's under my belly button and it's always there and I've just got to remember.
1: <laughs> well, I wonder if it's the same one then that always grows back that I never notice arm. it yeah, until I'm sitting same. by the pool. Holiday surprise.
0: <laughs> that's how I feel about my underarm hair though. Like I'm never looking under there. But now all of a sudden I'm lying in bed with somebody that I want to impress because you're in that early stages of dating and you want to feel your sexy best self and you've got a two inch long underarm hair flopping out like you don't want that no you don't you definitely don't so I'm really lucky that we have been quite open about the music that needs to be played and all those sorts of things and that toothbrush conversation he obviously feels really comfortable in doing that so he has said to me he's like Okay, so do you fart? Because I haven't heard you fart. I was like, yeah, cool, my <laughs> fart, but I haven't farted in front of you that I know of yet. Be sure he goes, I don't mind if I fart all the time. Like I'm happy to fart in front of you. And it's like, oh, nuts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hasn't, hasn't that I've heard or smelt, but it is really nice that at least these awkward hurdles, we have cultivated a really safe and open space to have these conversations.
1: I mean, if you think about it, it's just some air coming out of your body.
0: Yeah, but sometimes it's stinky. Sometimes it's loud. I guess it's really like a, a farting comfort scale with a partner. Oh, okay. And it's like where you sit on that comfort scale. So your friend who's been married for five years, well, she's at the zero end. <laughs> you might be comfortable dropping some silent bombs and pretending that they're the dogs or something like that. Maybe you're like a halfway on the scale. Yeah. Or you could be like full blown, don't mind, going to let
1: it rip, deal with the consequences no shame. Yeah. See, I'm definitely not at the 10 side of the scale, probably somewhere in the middle. My dog gets blamed a bit.
0: Yeah. I don't have a dog, but I'll happily blame it on one. (laughs) Is there a dog in here? (laughs) What's the smell? I think we should put it out to the listeners where they sit on the scale.
1: Yes, please. Write in and tell us. I'd love to know that. So I think the other taboo subject that's kind of in line with Farting and other toilet business, <laughs> body uh, fluids and functions. Yeah, bodily fluids is periods, oh. right? Because some guys have absolutely no issue with it whatsoever, hmm. but others just think it's the worst thing that could possibly ever happen to them. Yeah, and I, I have a story here, and I was tossing up whether or not to tell it because it's, it's pretty <laughs> gross. <laughs> But basically, I'd been seeing this guy. I reckon we were also just over the three month mark. This is a couple of years ago. And he had planned this beautiful weekend away for us up in the Dandenongs. Picture like cozy, warm, fireplace, red wine, beautiful, gorgeous, bathtub. And with all that comes sex, right? Yeah. So I'm looking forward to a delightful, cozy, sex filled weekend away with this new guy that I'm dating the day before I get my period perfect timing hey yeah and it's too early to because you know some guys will go just lie lie a towel down Hmm. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) not lying these plush white towels that belong to this beautiful hotel down on the bed okay I'm not doing it I spend the whole day at work at my law firm job researching ways to make your period go away (laughs) I'm telling you do or you don't I think it's coming back to me. And so one of the things that I found was that if you drink water with gelatin in it, like the stuff that makes jelly, like aeroplane jelly. I love aeroplane jelly. It's for me, all that business. If you drink that, it stops your period from flowing. Now, I suspect that's because it turns your period blood into jelly. (laughs) Because I don't know how else it would work.
0: Yeah, you no know, longer have a uterus; it's a cavity. It's just jelly.
1: <laughs> so gross, but it did work. Now I want to make it clear: this is not medical advice. Did <laughs> it work? And I do. Did... <laughs> it worked. Yeah, it worked.
0: Oh my god! Okay, yeah. no, I don't so remember we, this.
1: We had a delightful weekend away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did you have a conversation about the comfort level of periods?
1: No, he wasn't the type to have a conversation with about that sort of stuff. Okay, he wasn't quite as forthcoming with things as Mr. Sexy Bomb. So. <laughs> but it all worked out in the end, and there there were actually no side effects of um, drinking that gelatin. Yeah.
0: Okay, so maybe you could consider that tried and tested.
1: Can we do that this week instead yeah. of doing another trial I tried think
0: that as a tried and tested. <laughs> yeah. With the caveat, there's no recommendation either way coming from that because, as you've said, this is not medical advice. It's simply something that has been tested out for you, and you are free to make your own decisions, dear listeners.
1: If you need the recipe so that you know quantities, just DM us. I'm sure there are many more funny
0: things that happen when you first start dating someone that you need to navigate through.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you have the fun stuff and then you have to move on to some more difficult conversations. Not difficult, but I can imagine they're slightly anxiety inducing. Now you're calling it a ship. (laughs) ship. (laughs) I assume that's because you haven't had the chat. Correct.
0: Yes. So... We were dating for a couple of months before I came to Prague and this Prague trip had been planned since the start of the year. Mm. So it was a bit of an awkward time uh, in our ship journey, (laughs) but we had had a conversation, you know, a little bit into dating about dating apps and whether like we were still on them or not. And if we were seeing anyone else and that was established fairly quickly that we were not seeing anybody else. And then I did ask about the dating apps. I put it out there first and the response was well yeah it's assumed like we're off them and I was like well you're not because I had to use the app to show someone a photo of you when I was telling them about you well and it was still there or something but it <laughs> still it, was still, it there. still comes up I think yeah, yeah no but I wanted the next step of like deactivate your account thank you very much so how
1: did that conversation <laughs> come up then did you you brought it up and and also I'm curious when he says, Oh, that's assumed, what was it about your ship that made that assumed? Like, where were you guys at?
0: Yeah. So, we had had conversations about if we were seeing anybody else and what our, I guess, our dating styles and experiences had been like. We both mm-hmm. came out of relationships at a pretty similar time. For me, I can't date more than one person at a time. Like, it's just not how I roll. It's, it's too much. If I'm into somebody, I'm giving them my sole attention and getting to know them.
1: I thought you you meant like I'm giving them my soul. Like oh my, my soul. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is a bit <laughs> much Jules. Got Way Are too
0: But I'm giving them my they're my they're my singular focus to get to know that person. And that's what I would would appreciate back from somebody. That I'm giving up my time for as well. Uh, so we had established that we were not seeing anybody else, not interested in seeing anyone else. So we'd had that conversation, and that came up just naturally through our chatting and where we're at, and spending a lot of time together. And then I had been talking about sexy bum. I think to one of to my stepmom, and she was like, "Oh, can you show me a photo?" I was like, "Oh, I'll see if he's still on the app." Which I still had the app on my phone, but I wasn't active on it, and I could see that his profile like we were still a match so I showed her those photos where else do you have photos of the person you know
1: well I usually screenshot them but
0: (laughs) that's a hot tip guys
1: (laughs) and so I mean I think everybody but you does it
0: (laughs) I'm learning (laughs) anyway so then I had brought it up and said like where do you sit on that and it was brought up in the context of I'm going away this is an awkward time in our dating journey like I don't know what you'll be doing while I'm away. Hmm. I won't be seeing anybody else because I'm, I'm not into it. I'm not off on a trip to do that. My hmm. energy is here. I've invested the time into this ship. And he was like, well, no, it's assumed. And I was like, well, it's not assumed. We have to talk about it and you'll delete them now. Thanks.
1: <laughs> and he was fine with that. Yeah, completely fine with that. So that was good.
0: Like it was... I just bit the bullet and just had the call, had the conversation. But that's kind of the extent that it's gone to. Now, right. okay. we had talked about what would happen while I was away and that it was probably a bit too soon to call it anything else, even though maybe it felt like it was, like in how much time we'd spent together and like the level we'd gotten to know each other on and have continued to do so. But then like while we have been talking, while I've been away, he was like the uh, context to everybody, like. I've met his parents and he's met mine. So, you know, it's all quite progressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe that's just because we're older and we both know what we want in life. Mm. Those things have moved at that speed, um, coupled with making the most of time before I jet it off for eight mm. weeks. He has made some comments of like, oh, so-and-so was joking about my girlfriend. And I was like, that's a big call.
1: <laughs> Shall we talk about it now?
0: Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So we've we've joked around and danced around that idea, and it is a bit of a like joke between us now. And I'm sure that well, I know that when we, I get back, that we will have a conversation and talk about where to from here as well. Mm.
1: It's so nice because there's been none of that. Like, is he into me? Isn't he into me? How do I know? <laughs> what does this mean? Should I read into that? Like nothing like that in this. It's really corny because when people say, "Oh, you know, when you know, you know," that's what it was here, right? You immediately felt comfortable with him. You guys connected really early. And then I suppose, even though a lot of people would think that moving overseas would slow things down, it's actually kind of given you guys a reason to talk about more things and progress (laughs) things more than you might have if you thought you had all the time in the world.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'll keep you all updated on what ship this becomes. Yeah. definitely not a conversation to have over FaceTime.
1: Yeah, and probably not a conversation to have with us before you have with him. True.
0: (laughs) You know how you were saying last week with your ex that you had this anxiety that was building and you initially put down to stress and then you realized it was the anxiety to do with your ex? Mm -hmm. I've been trying a new little tactic (laughs) to help rein in the crazy we all have the crazy in us. We unleash it at some point. It's just the moment. You've got to wait for your moment to unleash it. But these things, these thoughts that like build and feed that anxiety, not helpful at all in progressing a relationship or a ship. <laughs> um, so I've been finding like keeping a notes tab with my thoughts, with my questions that I have to talk about at a time that feels natural to do. So it helps me like remove that thought from festering and feeding any anxiety. It puts it away to a safe place. And then I know that I've, I've not lost that thought that I can bring it up if I need to, or I can go back and look at that list and go, okay, I was anxious about X, Y, Z. And actually now that we've gotten to know each other for a little bit longer, cross it off. Not a problem. Can you give us an example
1: of the kind of things that you're writing down?
0: Let me go into my list.
1: (laughs) He was actually engaged previously. Right, right. And they split up, you said, at the
0: beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year. One of the things that I had been on my mind is like, well, where do you sit with marriage now? And not just like marriage, but the seriousness of that relationship that led Mm. to that. I don't necessarily want a wedding, but I want someone to give me the level of commitment that marriage symbolises.
1: Does that make sense? And so you were worried because he'd gone that far with this other person
0: Mm.
1: and it didn't work that he might be less, inclined to get to that stage again is that yeah
0: definitely and and like is that something that's just completely off the table or is it something that he's open to
1: yeah my ex was obviously married and I had asked him and he already had kids as well. So there's sort of two parts. It's like, do you want to have more kids yeah. and do you want to get married? And his response was always, you know, I didn't think I would want to, but if you want to, I could make that happen. We could do that, which isn't particularly enthusiastic, oh, yeah. I must say. It's not
0: really reassuring, is it? In the slightest.
1: No, no. So I think if uh, Sexy Bum's response, I don't know if you talk to him about this, but if it was sim- if it was similar to that, I'd be concerned. But otherwise I wouldn't be worrying about It's too much. (laughs) And so the ex is gone, right? Relatively gone.
0: I think I feel awkward about it. He's absolutely not awkward about it at all and is very open. I'm struggling with the fact that the way I operate is like when I was broken up with and you were the same at that point, there's no more contact. That person is out of our lives. The person that we knew is no longer that person. So therefore, they don't exist. You put it perfectly in that episode last week. So they're gone. Like I literally have nothing to do with that person in my house. Anywhere accessible, not on any form of social media or anything like that, like gone. Sexy bum doesn't have that. Mm. And I don't understand it
1: because it's not how I operate. And I I struggle with that a little bit. I totally get that. It's interesting. Like my ex, was obviously in constant contact with his ex-wife. But for me, that didn't bother me because they had a reason to still be really heavily in each other's lives. I have definitely maintained friendships with some exes from Mm. the past, but, you know, they have new partners, they have wives. I'm always conscious that if we were to have a friendship, and when I say friend, it's very loose, Mm. um, I might catch up with them once every six months for a drink. That's it. And I know that if I was in their position and they were constantly catching up with an ex, that I would feel uncomfortable about that as well.
0: Just the little reminders that are
1: around. It's never nice to be reminded that they had a life before you (laughs) came along. (laughs) Yeah. So you said before about um, writing these lists so that you kind of
0: keep the crazy inside. The weird funky stuff that you discover about a person when you reach that new level
1: of comfort. The kinks that you (laughs) talked about. (laughs) So have any of yours been coming out?
0: I think that we would have reached that point if I hadn't come to Prague. So they are probably like building up and they may explode when I come back.
1: Can you tell us what any of them are? I can't even think of one thing that you would have. I mean, he already knows you're a little bit OCD. Yeah, a little. Yeah, that's
0: generous. He already
1: opinion. knows you're allergic to like every food under the sun. Yeah. He knows that you won't stay over unless you have your toothbrush, your face wash, your moisturizer, <laughs> your hair brush. Can't even remember what else is on the list. I mean, I kind of feel like maybe you've disclosed some things already. I think for me, it's letting people see my natural hair after I've blow dried it. Because my hair is like quite curly, but, but um, doesn't. but like buffy curly. and so when When I blow dry it, it legit looks like a lion's mane and I am not exaggerating. And I do actually look like a crazy person. (laughs) If I show you my mane hair, then you know I like you. we know things don't always
0: go to plan in dating life. Each week, we bring you the best of the worst, cringiest and
1: hilarious dating adventures of our listeners. And lee has got a doozy for us today. Oh man, it's so good. Now, this listener wrote in after she heard my story on last week's F and it's just crazy how these sorts of things come out of the woodwork afterwards. My favourite thing about how she's written this in is she's like dot pointed it and then she's rated things red flags like... One out of three. Some of the things have got three red flags on them. (laughs) I just love it. It's so good. So I'll dive in, but we'll let you know when we get the ratings. Okay. We met at the races. He's got a red flag. (laughs) But legitimately, great day. Got along so well and ended up having a very fun evening and next morning together. He was on a boy's trip down from New South Wales. So this Lister lives in Melbourne. He asked to keep my number despite knowing we wouldn't see each other again. I was just out of a six-year relationship, so the ego stroke was working and I agreed. Nice. Yeah, I know. I mean, I would do the same. Absolutely. After a ridiculous amount of texts, we eventually ended up planning a long weekend in Sydney to catch up again. I had no expectations. He ridiculously love-bombed. Red flag. (laughs) He nailed the trip planning, but I also found out that he was separated and had two little kids. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Reminiscing of someone, isn't it? <laughs> a few more visits occur each way and the intensity ramps up. He drives down to see me numerous times as a surprise through the night. And the trip to Melbourne from Sydney is like 10 hours, right? It's but a decent drive. Yeah, it's this is a big commitment. <laughs> he said she later learned that that was so he wasn't banking so many flights on his uh, statements. We commit to long distance and I am smitten. I go to New South Wales and I meet none of his friends. When I do finally meet his friends, the vibes are weird. But I just assume this is because he's getting a divorce. Red flag. And again, so similar to the way that I was thinking about it with my ex when I wasn't meeting his friends and family. Lately,
0: Absolutely the same. At the moment, it sounds like she's dated your ex as well in another life. (laughs)
1: I know I should send her a picture and just be like just confirming (laughs) okay so one night we're out in his hometown and his ex runs into me she asks where he is and I point him out and slink away it's not my business but she seemed really pissed at me and directly at me which was strange considering they'd been separated for like 12 months when I met him she says her spidey senses were activated and she's put two red flags here. I don't know. I actually think potentially three.
0: Uh, I would say three. And I'd say at this point, we've definitely got a bunting. <laughs> yeah, she's got a <laughs>
1: trailing behind her. He starts to go AWOL at different periods with limited communication, but then coming back online saying that he had a new phone number because of his messy split. Again, red flag. I meet the brother and he tells me all about the breakup. It was messy because they had been together since high school, which is why the family's so upset. So the the brother has confirmed everything to this point, right? But, you know, it's complicated. So it's like what we were saying the other day about third parties and the way that they can encourage you to not go with your gut. They really have a lot of influence and can lead you away from that deep down feeling as well. I mean, it's it's essentially gaslighting, right? You yeah. say, oh, no, the way that you're feeling is not legit. Hmm. This is the story that you should believe. By this stage, she's starting to clue in. I was a dog with a bone. I asked about the split and he tells a sob story about his ex-wife having an emotional affair with another dude. And I accept that this is why the family is sad. We begin making plans for the move. He's putting lots of pressure on me to move to Sydney. But then when we go through the planning phase... He goes really odd. I pull back and attempt boundaries around his shitty, hot, cold behaviour. Red flag. (laughs) He drives through the night as a grand gesture and my love is restored. We set the date for the move and I start looking for a job in New South Wales. I get offered two jobs... Very quickly, but he was pissed about the amount of money I was offered for the jobs as it equaled his mining job wage. This pisses me off. How is it of any concern to him? He should be proud of that. He then goes on holiday to Fiji with his two kids. He goes AWOL one night while on this trip, then the next morning sends me a screenshot of a half typed message in the message bar to show that he fell asleep. Do you know how you write those yeah. half? You have a half and you say, oh, look, I fell asleep while I was texting you. <laughs> when she looks at the screenshot, he's got her saved as Clinton. <laughs> Apparently his best mate's name. Oh, God. This is where she's put three red flags. Now, three red flags is the maximum. But if we could go higher, go saving, high, the, yeah. saving your girlfriend under your best mate's name is like multiple red flag flags. That's yeah. a whole bunting in itself. She goes on. I rage and pull the pin on the move. I instigate a breakup and I delete all of his contact. Again, he drives through the night as a grand gesture. And my love is restored. In the final week before the move, he sends photos of his recent trip. However, then I realise that they are live photos. And when I watch them, I can hear his ex-wife talking and laughing to get the kids to smile. He ends up stating that he took the ex-wife on the trip for the last family holiday before they finalise the proper divorce. He promises separate rooms, etc. And I am immensely uncomfortable. Three red flags. The night before I fly, he tells me someone at his work kissed him. However, he works in a mine with heaps of men and only like three women who work in the office. So for this to have happened, it would have had to be a doozy of a situation and his charismatic self would have orchestrated something. Two red flags. The red flags are getting a little more frequent here. (laughs) I am not going. He convinces me to get on the plane and interview for the job at a minimum and we will work it out when we see each other. I get to the airport in Sydney, still on the arrival side of security. I call him and ask him point blank about his wife and the timeline of the breakup. He initially sticks to his usual script of lies, but I pull a sleight of hand move and tell him I am invested and coming regardless. I love him, but I want to start the next phase with a clean slate. And he eventually admits he was on and off with her the whole time enter the drama i refuse to come out of the other side of the security gate he's carrying on trying to get me to come out and i pull the biggest queen move of my life give him a sassy wave through the glass and walk back to the boarding area book a new flight and go home so the frog may not have been a prince but she was
0: a total queen she does end it by saying that she wasted two years of her life on this drama.
1: She writes that as a con and then she writes some prose as well, doesn't she?
0: That she now has the best radar for a total dirtbag who's ditched their wedding ring for a night out. (laughs) I need one of
1: those.
0: She's got a shit ton of red fucking bunting flags.
1: Oh, absolutely. She does. My heart goes out to her because when I read this story, I just thought, fuck, I know what that feels like. And to look back and think, Shit, I missed all of those flags <laughs> <It's laughs> to see her you, set them out.
0: It's only when you put them together and you write it out so clearly and concisely with that power of hindsight that you see just what a fucking train wreck it really is. <laughs> yeah. That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for joining us on All The Frogs. If you like today's ep, please subscribe, leave us a review wherever you listened, and follow us on Insta at all
1: the frogs underscore podcast. And if you've given one of our tried and tested a go, maybe not today's, let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Don't forget to send in those dating
0: disasters. And we'll be polling our listeners on where you sit on that farting scale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your week, guys. And remember, you got this. Bye.